back to the Wentworth CM Club podcast. This is your host, Chase K. Cook, along with other hosts, Zach and Adam. And we're doing a really special project for Women in Construction Week. We're going to be interviewing five uh, women students at Wentworth Institute of Technology's Construction Management Program. And today we have a really special guest. We have Rebecca Worley, who is Secretary of the Construction Management Club and a senior in the Construction Management Program at Wentworth Institute of Technology. Okay, so Zach, you want to hit it off with the first question? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Rebecca, if you could, um, why don't you talk a little bit about like how you chose Wentworth, um, you know, kind of what made you choose CM? And I think you mentioned that you transferred majors earlier. So I think that's kind of an interesting perspective for others that might come into a Wentworth or another school with an undeclared major or just generally not really sure uh, what they want to do. Yeah, uh, so originally I intended to come to Wentworth to be an architect student um, and to play softball. That was a big one for me as well. I wanted to be able to play D3 and also still go to a good school um, and Wentworth gave me that opportunity. Uh, I was an architect student for about a year and a half and then through that I realized that maybe that wasn't for me and the transfer situation was actually really simple it went very smoothly I would just went right over to CM um, and from there I think it's probably been one of the better decisions that I have made. I chose Wentworth because their architecture program is one of the best in the northeast and their co-op program was what intrigued me as well and then like I said the softball team that was a big one in it that helped with my decision. Um, why I switched to CM I, I enjoyed what I was doing as an architect, but I realized that I didn't want to be sitting behind a desk for my future. So I did some research on what CM was and some of the avenues and directions you could go with it. And I saw that you could be um, a general superintendent. And that definitely intrigued my interest because I knew that I'd be able to be on a job site and physically involved with the build. Um, and so that's definitely a huge, huge, huge um, perk to the CM major. That's a really interesting point with the difference between architecture and CM, where architecture is more like office mode and CM you can choose between on, like in the office and on the field, hands-on. So you kind of the best of both worlds with CM. So I was just wondering, did you do any co-ops with a like superintendent or on-field experience? And did you learn a lot from it? And like, what were some of your favorite memories from your co-op experiences at Wentworth? Yeah, so my I did three co-ops at Wentworth because they allow you to do that optional summer co-op your sophomore year, I believe. And um, my first two, I was an assistant superintendent intentionally. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I think that on your co-ops, I learned more on the job than I did in the classroom. And that's solely because I feel like experience is, experience trumps uh, what you can learn in the classroom. And so while I was on the job site, I felt like I had a lot of revelations where stuff that I had heard in the classroom and this didn't necessarily completely understand uh, sort of came to head when I saw it in real life on the job site. And that was probably my favorite part about it. Um, it really helped me to know the direction and be able to confirm that that is what I want to do. And so uh, through those programs, I think that you can really, 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 uh, that, that definitely puts Wentworth at a different 
level than most other schools for that reason. And then my last co-op, I was an assistant project manager. So I was able to see the reverse end of construction and how you have to budget the money and the time and the manpower and all these other things that go into making sure a job gets done the way it needs to. Yeah, it's really cool to hear how um, what you don't grasp grasp like in person, like physically hands-on in class can kind of be made up for or like expand your knowledge more like on the field for a co-op. So that's just amazing how Wentworth has that co-op program. So you can really see like all aspects of a job and find something that's like your passion and what you're interested in and just to be like fully well-rounded in your industry and major. Did you, I'm just curious, I'm going through the, um, the Procore student certification right now. Did you use Procore at any of these co-ops? All three of them. Oh, cool. Do you, you don't have the student certification, do you? No, I didn't even really know there was one, but I definitely would say that I would have no problem passing it. And I can, I am horrible with programs, like horrible I don't even know how I was able to put together that guitar for the construction thing and when I got to the first co-op like they they were like here we're going to use Procore and no one even brought it up in class yet because that was still sophomore year and I only had one semester of CM classes under my belt when I went into that first co-op because I had transferred and when I had transferred so um, yeah, I was like, I have no idea what Procore is and I've never used it before. And they were like, oh no, it's really easy. Like you'll figure it out really quick. And I was using it. I was doing daily logs. I was taking progress photos every week and labeling them and putting them into different albums. And like, it's super, super, super user-friendly. You don't need to know how to use it before you use it. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. And on the student training that I've been doing, they like show you a quick video and then there's like a quiz that you have to pass in order to go to the next section. Usually there's like four or five questions and even half paying attention, I feel like you can answer the questions because they explain it really well. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so similar to other software. Like you kind of know how to like just how software works and how like all the buttons are in the places that they all usually are and other things. Mm -hmm. So it seems pretty cool. It's really self-explanatory and it has Procore has this new feature. It's like Procore drive. So like if you're working on, for instance, like your schedule, I just BW Kennedy, like just implemented this, like right when I was leaving, um, if you download it to your computer and it's like a separate app, almost like Google drive you can get. And so in there, if you're working on P6, like on your schedule, you can upload it to Procore and keep like a live file. So every time you go, you can go into Procore, you go to schedule and then you export your schedule, edit it and then throw it back in there. So there's always an updated version on Procore and that's like revolutionary in construction. Is there, so that's pretty cool too. Cause like I know Dropbox and Google Drive and like Microsoft OneDrive are used hugely but it's kind of a pain when they're not like connected. So the Procore Drive being like all integrated just seems like it would just make it so much easier. Yeah, it's getting better and better and better. Like, And I just took the, um, I just did like a couple more sections on the thing. And there was a, um, like a meeting function where you can like have recurring meetings with different people. But the one thing that seemed to be missing, and I don't know if they've added it, but because of COVID, we're doing so many things remotely. Is there some kind of way to like integrate like a Zoom or a Teams meeting 
and like put the link into it or would you just kind of have to drop it like in the description or something i don't know so what usually you have to so every weekly meeting you have like your meeting agenda and you go through and you'll put in an updated schedule a three-week look ahead your rfis for the week your submittals and stuff so you have to go in and you have to edit this agenda before the meeting and then once the agenda is all set up you send it out to whoever's invited to the meeting so if it's an owner's meeting it's the owners it's the property managers and stuff like that and if it's a subcontractor meeting it's the subs but before that they get an email with a link to the agenda so i'd imagine you could probably put that link either in the email that you send out when you distribute the agenda or in the physical agenda itself either one because you can have hyper like because when they click on the pdf agenda it'll have a hyperlink for them to click on the schedule or for them to click on the rfis for the week so we could probably put i think you could yeah that's pretty cool and one thing i've noticed that some of these people with the zoom meetings is I'll see like a post on Instagram about a Zoom meeting and uh, it will have the Zoom link in the Instagram post. It's like, how am I supposed to, I can't click on that and I'm not typing out 8 billion right. characters. So it's nice that it's all integrated and you can just right. click on it. I wish more people would realize that, especially I've seen a few people, they print it out on a piece of paper. How am I supposed to click on a link you print out on a piece of paper? I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, Type no, it off. I I love Procore. Like I hate computers and I hate technology and I'm so against all that, but I love Procore. I do. It's a great, it's a great tool. And like, I'm excited for like 20 years from now when a lot of the project managers and superintendents and people running the jobs are younger and the people working the jobs are younger and those older folks that are stuck in their ways are out because tech like construction so behind the times and like it can be so much better there's so many room there's so much room for improvement in construction so like that's part of why i wanted to be a superintendent is because like there isn't somebody out there that runs the job perfectly you do it however you see fit and that like i said there's tons of room i have tons of ideas in my head of things that i think might work yeah i'm trying to bring this up in like the most positive way and manner possible. I believe in the future there's going to be a really high demand for women superintendents because I was looking at some statistics online and it was like 1% or one out of 100 superintendents are women. And that's just such a great career opportunity for women to, you know, go on the field and contribute their ideas and perspectives, uh, sorry, perspectives and, you know, punch some diversity into the field. So, you know, for like women listening out here, like it would be awesome to have, you know, a career opportunity like that on the site and really take advantage of that. Yeah, there's only two, there's three general superintendents in the Northeast that are female and that's it. Chase, that's I don't know I if do you it. know the answer, but um, there is there like a requirement and I've heard that in some places, maybe California is one of them where there's like a requirement that there has to be so many female or women employees for a specific position or minority employees for a specific position. Have you heard about that? I'm not aware of that off the top of my head is there like a term for that type of employment requirement I, I did learn about something in one of my classes there's like a small business loan specifically designed for women 
who are starting and owning a business. But I have heard, Zach, in our area, union laws around females. There has to be a certain percentage of females if you're working a union job. You have to have a certain number of females for each trade on the site every day. But I don't know how well that's enforced, like how strongly that's enforced. Yeah, but I know I mean, it's only union. It's not private companies. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what are they going to say? If you have 20 guys show up to work, you're going to tell them to go home because we need right. ladies on the job site. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's I more like your overall company totals, maybe. Like you have to have 2% female, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that's still that's not That's interesting. That's something right. I'll definitely look into. But, you know, in general, there's, you know, a big emphasis on like having a company culture where, you know, there's diversity in, you know, demographics and, you know, people's own ideas, as well as, you know, preventing discrimination or any type of harassment. And I believe that's really important for a lot of companies to have, you know, in their own values and, you know, have a page or a section like that on their website and, you know, really advocate for the those who are underrepresented to have um you know more representation in industry eventually i want to do like i've heard construction in different parts of the world uh, world country even like if you were to go to boulder colorado like the rate is like procurement like everything is slower so like if you're out in colorado and you want to call the owner because you got to or you want to call the architect because you have an rfi like typically you give them depending on what it is, you give them like two weeks to figure out an answer. In Boulder, you would be sitting there for um, like three weeks, four weeks, a month waiting for a response on an RFI. And like the rate, like projects just stop. Really? Because communication's so slow. I, my, Pete, when I was, when I was at my co-op over the summer, we, if we didn't it wasn't that get slow. like a, answer on RFI in a few days we, we were calling everybody oh, like because like dead halt on the job everybody was called everybody was like like we need to get this back now right, I, well, I could not imagine I couldn't imagine waiting more than a week that's what I said that's what I was thinking I would have never expected it to be that behind because like California's yeah. not behind but like the company that we were working with Dicerna they have offices in Boulder and the uh lady that we were working with uh Annie was also in charge of their project in Boulder and she would yeah. always come in and be like, this, this East Coast, they're so much faster. Delivery times are fat. Like maybe it's not necessarily like an RFI response, but delivery right, times right. are faster. Like, yeah, no, that, yeah, that makes sense. The processes go smoother. They just aren't there out there. Yeah. Maybe it's the location in Boulder too that plays an effect. But no, I've that, never yeah, been to Colorado, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is pretty crazy. I couldn't imagine waiting that long for something like three to five like, business days for an email response is how she compared it i was like what jeez <laughs> three to five people, business days? Oh, people get murdered if that happened out here right what are you supposed to do like if you need a rfi for something that's like inside the drywall like from your plumber or like one of your trades like what are you supposed to do wait on drywalling the entire job for like three weeks it just seems totally unreasonable or yeah. you come up with a I mean, you're not supposed to, but you come up with yeah. like a feasible solution yourself. And then you just be like, here's what we did. And the architect yeah. sometimes is just like, okay. Yeah, yeah I was about to say that. You're not, like, you're not supposed to do that, but if it's taking too long, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. 
I mean, usually you come up with either the right solution or a better solution than the architect was yeah. going to come up with because half the time they don't even understand the issue mm -hmm. in the first place. But yeah, you end, you actually do have to wait for them to answer. I remember we had one where we were looking for a detail because we had um, the heck are they those little baseboard heaters that go around commercial buildings. I forget what they're called. Yeah. We had those and they have hot water return and supply lines and they were going, they were sit, they sit, they sat along a curtain wall. So there was nowhere for the hot water supply or return to go down through the wall to get to those things. And right. so they had to come up with a whole I, new idea on how to hide those return lines to get them up into the ceiling and out of the way, like this whole issue, but we couldn't do anything until yeah. we had that answer took a while we just did other stuff that's pretty crazy that like it could just bring a whole job to a stop pretty much like depending obviously. on the rfi yeah sometimes they can be kind of big rfis um, yeah we had one that was for a condenser pad location like they had it marked out on the drawings to be situated where there was already um existing gas line connections outside. So obviously it couldn't go there. And the place that they wanted to put it would have looked bad and stuff. So it was like, where can we put this concrete pad? Where do we pour this? And it's I, it's interesting. That's why I think that the um, project management side of the co-op was super important. Because like I knew after I was a superintendent for the first co-op that that's what I wanted to do. But after having been a project manager, I saw a lot of things that as a superintendent, you wouldn't necessarily be familiar with because you're not involved in those processes. And so now going into a potential position as an assistant superintendent, I have the knowledge of what a project manager does and the things that they look out for. So I know in the back of my mind what they're looking for and how to make their job a little easier and how to communicate more effectively with them. Was there any specific software being used for the estimating during your co-op? Were they using like Bluebeam, OnScreen, or Sage? They definitely use Sage. They use Sage okay. for their budget budgeting and things like that. Nice. Um, and then as far as what they were using for takeoffs, I think they were using Bluebeam, but I can't be certain. Although OnScreen is my favorite. <laughs> when I was there doing... Um, we were looking at the scope of work for the leveling sheets <laughs> and we had to mark up some of the drawings to kind of see where there were areas of carpet and vinyl flooring and tile and concrete. And I was using um, on screen because of how simple it was to find square footages and things like that oh, and wow. color code it, make it look nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. Did you learn how to use on screen like in class or did you use it at co like co-op and kind of learn it there? I used it when you take advanced estimating. It's like a whole new course. Uh, well, I'm not going to take well, Adam and I actually both aren't going to do that because we're FM. That's, okay. I will. You would learn on screen in advanced estimating. That's at least when I used it. But as far as learning it, they didn't really teach you how to use on screen. You kind of just open up on screen and you're like, oh, this is easy. This is what you do. Yeah, I used it oh, a little really bit the hard. other day with Kearney for the first time. And it seemed pretty simple. Yeah, that, 
there's really not much to on screen. I mean, I'm sure there's more capabilities that I don't know of, but as far as working it for the estimating process for that class, it was really easy. And then I, because I used it for that class, I was able to use it on my co-op and it just made it easier for me. You know, you've definitely gained a lot of experience from freshman to senior year, you know, with college life and co-ops and the construction management program and like work-life balance. Um, what's a piece of advice that you have for, you know, someone interested in entering a construction management program at Wentworth? I think my main piece of advice would be to take advantage of your co-op opportunities. You are given plenty of time to get in three do all three of them. You have the chance to kind of cover all areas, estimating project management and superintendent. So it would be most beneficial to at least try each area in my opinion. And that's what I did. And I find it to be very informational at best. Um, and then the other thing that I think that I would have a little bit of a regret about would be that I didn't get involved in the club as early as I wish I did. Um, there's a ton of opportunities involved with the CM Club and there's a ton of awesome people that you get to meet and experiences that you get to attend. And I really, really missed out on a couple years. And I think that that would be my second biggest piece of advice would be to be as involved as you possibly can because the opportunities are endless with the CM program at Wentworth. Yeah, the CM program is a really great way to make the most out of your major and your experience at Wentworth, as well as, you know, networking and socializing with students in your major or industry professionals in your major. Like, you know, everyone on this call, Zach, Rebecca, Adam, I wouldn't know or be friends with any of you guys if it weren't for the Wentworth CM club. <laughs> We'd all be strangers if we weren't. And yeah, like I'm a sophomore and I wish I would have been more involved my freshman year, but you know, can't make up that time. So yeah, that's a really great piece of advice. And I also like, you know, what you said about co-op experience, you know, getting like well-rounded in a bunch of different areas of construction is really smart. And then you could even use your co-ops, you know, to have a leg up in your future classes. Like if you're taking advanced estimating in a year or something, you could try estimating co-op or if you're taking a project management class, you could try project management co-op, you know, like the options are endless. <laughs> Do you ever find, um, you have like a little bit more experience on co-op than we do. Do you ever find that you're on co-op with one particular company and that you're, you end up working with um, other people that you know from previous co-ops or previous experiences or like other students that are not graduates because I guess that's a whole other thing, but it's kind of, at least in my experience, pretty common to find graduates. But do you ever work with anyone that's like a current student at Wentworth? I hadn't until my third co-op. I've seen Wentworth graduates on every single job I was on. Every project team that I was a part of, there was at least one, if not more, recent Wentworth alumni. Um, but my last co-op, I was actually with two current Wentworth students. They were in the same building as me on different projects. So like it was a tenant fit out and I was on the fourth floor and the two of them, one was on the third and one was on the second. So we saw each other relatively relatively frequently and it was actually kind of cool because anytime I did see him we got to talk about the differences between what we were doing and I was there as a project manager and one of them was there both of them were there as super assistant superintendents and so our roles and responsibilities were different 
And so it was kind of interesting for me to be able to be working the project manager role for this company, but also get to see and at least hear about their experiences on the superintendent side of things. So even with this company and me taking a different uh, direction with my last co-op, I still got to see what their superintendents would be doing on the job as well. So yeah, you do get to work with someone with co-ops if you're lucky. But That's there's also cool. WPI co-ops that are involved in it too. It's usually one of the two. Yeah, I had a co-op this last summer and there was, um, I think two other Wentworth kids, but one kid was on like a totally different project and I never saw him again after the first day. Um, and there was another kid in um, a different department and I saw him like in the office, but we never actually worked together. Um, and there was, there was another kid from a different school that was in a different department too so it was like kind of cool but I didn't actually work with them so mm, yeah I don't think I worked with them ever but to see them around was fun I was on my second co-op we were doing a hotel and the first floor layout of every hotel is unique and the first floor is like your presentation piece it's like what you show like your whole job your whole project is based on how awesome and how nicely your first floor comes out your, your lobby space and I was involved in like the layout process so like there was a feature wall with light features inside and there was a specific way that the wall was framed so there were inlets and trying to go through all of the drawings and then shop drawings and approved submittals and different things like that and coming up with dimensions putting that whole thing together all of those things all of that all of what was included in that made for a super 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 exciting final reveal when I got to see the pictures of the feature wall after it was done I was like I did that feature wall like I laid that out I was a big part in how that feature wall came to be and you kind of like pat yourself on the back you're like yeah I can't believe I was able to do that. That's so cool. And that's my favorite part, I think, about the co-ops is now I'm looking at these pictures of these hotels and I can't wait to go in them for the first time and see it done. Yeah, in construction, you can like visually see your progress and it's very rewarding. That's pretty cool. It's like the... Uh the trade dad memes it's like every trade dad maybe we should start the every trade mom meme. <laughs> it's pretty but, funny yeah that's cool though yeah no i am a huge advocate for wentworth's co-op program if wentworth didn't have a co-op program i probably when i didn't want to when i realized i didn't want to be an architect i would have left the school yeah i don't think i would have considered it I didn't even realize how big of an impact the co-ops were going to have originally. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that'll be a cool experience. But most of what I was interested in was just the school, being able to play softball, the whole idea of living in Boston. And then I got to my first co-op. And like after the first week, I remember coming home or like calling my parents on the way home from work every day and being like, guys, you can't guess what I did today guess what I learned today? Because like that whole saying where you, you learn something every day, you learn something new every day, you will absolutely 100% learn something new on a job site every Forever. single day, <laughs> every day. I was involved in like residential. My only experience with like quote unquote construction was like growing up in a construction site. My house was being redone by my dad my whole life. 
And so like, I only saw wood frame construction ever. And then when I saw metal framing and how thin it was and how flimsy it was, I was like, what is this? Like, how could you build a whole building supported by this? And then when you actually see it go together, you're like, wow, that's actually kind of strong. It's but tough. I would have never known that you could build with a material other than wood because I hadn't been exposed to it. I hadn't experienced it. And I didn't learn that at school. They didn't really tell us that they, especially in my one semester before I started my co-op, I didn't learn that you could build with metal frame. I thought it was like either steel, you know, like giant iron, that type of stuff or wood. I didn't really and know just, if there was an in-between. Just a quick side note. I know, I know metal framing like comes together and it's like really solid and it's, it's not very well. Metal framing sucks. It does. It still sucks. It. I would not recommend it, but it's definitely way lighter and cheaper way lighter way cheaper and like it comes together it's fine like it'll stand it, it won't it won't break won't bend or anything but it sucks you need because you have to put blocking everywhere, yeah, everywhere. you want to hang anything everywhere if you forget blocking you tear a whole wall down and put <laughs> blocking in otherwise yeah. you can't hang anything yep i think it's cool how it has the holes already in it too from someone who's interested in the mep thing but no you're completely right with the blocking thing you forget to be you forget to put blocking in your tear. You got to it in the drywall, rip down the tile. Well, there's oh. and like you will always forget blocking. Yep. Like putting up a railing in your stairwell. Yep. Gets attached to the wall, and you have your railing guys, your metal working guys, your iron guys that are gonna weld this railing, and then they they put it up there, and they're like, oh, you're missing blocking, and so they leave. No railing. You got to tear down the wall. You got to put in the blocking. You got to fix the wall. You got to repaint the wall. And then you have to call those guys back to fix it. A lot of time and money right there. Right. Crazy. But you and, save uh, on the metal framing overall if you use it and you remember the blocking. But that, like, those are the things that, like, you don't learn at school. And so those are the types of things that, like, I genuinely enjoy about the co-ops. Here's I think it's cool, too, uh, being in Boston because you see so many different companies that make you like if you pay attention just driving around the streets you see so many different company trucks and you're like hey i'm gonna google them later mm -hmm. and you can kind of get an care. idea of like different companies that are in different jobs and like earlier i saw a scaffolding company which i guess makes sense as a thing but i didn't really realize that there's entire companies that do just scaffolding so it's kind of the perfect location for this major too as somebody who doesn't live in massachusetts either um whenever i tell people that I have a job in Boston or I've worked in Boston. Um, they're always like, oh, wow, like construction in Boston. It's it's crazy because especially the older folks outside of Massachusetts, because they remember what Boston used to be. And when I say Boston, I mean specifically the Seaport District, because that area does not look like it did 20 years ago. And that's solely because of industrial commercial construction boom yeah that was my intro to cm project <laughs> how the seaport rose up <laughs> it's crazy and it's so modern and it doesn't match boston but that's that's where we're making you know that's where we're going to be going direction we're heading is did you hear about how like america's infrastructure is like literally falling apart yeah if you I haven't heard that. about it then yeah if you haven't heard <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I just, you just need to start working in uh, heavy construction because all the bridges are going to fall down, all the roads are going to fail, <laughs> all the power lines are going to. We're going to have a mass power outage. Look what's uh, happening in Texas. I mean, they just had a couple days where it got a little cold. Well, speaking from someone from New England, it got a little cold, and the way they build there just was not sufficient and they've got frozen pipes they've got no power they've got no water people dying dying, you know and it makes you think in the future when they put water lines down should they say hey should we bury it at two feet or should we bury it at four feet and have it be fine if it gets below freezing or you know when they put up power lines if we're going to build an entire neighborhood, should we do above ground with telephone poles or should we just do it below ground so that no one can hit it with their car and no trees can fall on them? That's what's exciting. Is yeah. like we're going to be the ones that are in charge of basically making those decisions. Yeah. Not necessarily on the design aspect, but like feasibility because that as a um, GC is like super important. And like totally off topic and not related to my own personal experiences, but like my dad, he works as like a special inspector for a residential company and his degree is in civil. So he's like looking over structural drawings and like seeing if either they're going to work or they're going to fail. And it's usually houses and things like that, but like luxury. So bigger houses. And he went to this one where it was like, really really over designed they didn't need it to be that strong and it would have costed a lot to implement that and so he went back and he reworked it and he basically came up with a simpler solution that saved the owner tons tons of money because it was over designed in the first place and so like knowing whether or not a situation is feasible and not in the sense that it works or it doesn't work, but it's over-designed or it's more than what it needs to be or it's right where it needs to be is important too. So like, and there was another instance where he was given a, there was an issue with the concrete. They had to, they had to add a piece of rebar. And what they wanted to do was they put together a detail that showed eight inches cut out of the concrete and then an eight inch hole drilled into one of the sides of the concrete and like doesn't sound all that bad and then they were going to take the rebar and basically like bend it in in place right I don't know what they were doing but that was the general gist and my dad knowing what he knows about construction and having done what he's done he was like that's not even that's not possible it's possible because the numbers work but how are you going to take the drill and drill eight inches. You need an eight inch bit and you need the drill, but you only cut out eight inches of concrete. Yeah, you need more. I've had that happen before. Right. So he's kind of like this design, this detail, toss it. And like that was stamped by somebody who has their PE. He doesn't have his, so he's not like a certified engineer. So that drawing was stamped by somebody who has their certification. And then given to him and he's like, nope, that's not going to work. But well, those it comes, it comes right else. back to what we were talking about earlier about the issue with knowing like how it actually works. And then someone that works in the office has never had that field experience and has no idea how you're going to go about 
drilling this hole or what kind of tools you're going to use. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciated having you here and we really loved hearing your perspective and your story on how you found yourself in construction management and your future plans and advice for future students. It was super beneficial. Thanks for taking the time to check out our podcast. The Wentworth Construction Management Club is part of Wentworth Institute of Technology, a university in Boston, Massachusetts. We are always looking for new guests. If you are interested in coming on the show, please email us at cmclub at wit.edu. If you are interested in purchasing a 30 or 60 second ad to be broadcast during our show, please email cmclub at wit.edu with your name, contact information, and a description of what you would like to promote. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search for WITCM Club. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the CM Club podcast.